get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Welcome back once again to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus on Rock Rage Radio, Spotify, Apple Music, and all your favorite podcast places. Mm. All of them? All of them. Wow. It is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We come at you each week with uh, cool, awesome and wonderful, amazing, insanely insightful music topics that you probably could give a rat's ass about, but we do this mainly to entertain ourselves. Sure. I remember one time when Pittsburgh, Kevin, and I were wee lads. Aye. And we were playing Atari in my house. Uh Uh-huh. And we kept on trying to outdo each other with comments. Like somebody would do something and defender, and you would say something, then I would try to say something even funnier. Right. And I think that finally you said, you know, I think that we just talk to hear ourselves talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So that's basically what we do is we talk to hear ourselves talk, and sometimes other people come along and listen to it. So well, I hope that you guys enjoy it. The proof is the fact that I listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I talk so well, I can damn, literally. Damn, that was funny. Lou, did you hear, said that? That's pretty good. <laughs> hear myself talk exactly. later on. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> While I'm driving in my car or whatever. But anyways, oh, uh, if you like what we do, you can find more uh, at LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Go to RockRageRadio.com, download the free app, and hear great music programming 24-7, including the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As well as Hot Licks with Lily Six. Yes. And a bunch of awesome other music programming that's on there. Uh, real quick shout out. Thanks again to Eric McKenna for being here last week. <clears throat> I hope we didn't scare him off or offend him. I hope not. It was a good show. And if you go back and listen to it, Eric's a wildly uh, interesting guy. And I yeah. hope that you will definitely check out his podcast as well. And of course, we got to give a shout out to Wolf's Customs. Yeah. You want to check out Wolf's Customs all over social media. Why? Because they do amazing custom painting and artwork on your musical instruments. Hollow Flash is one of their specialties. Yeah. They do tons of really cool stuff. So you definitely want to check them out or find them all over social media or sometimes at wolfscustoms.online. Anyways, it's all good. Very good. <clears throat> so, Bill and Chris are here. So, welcome, guys. It's good to see y'all. We are going to go ahead and get into uh, a little bit of stuff here today. We have a fun podcast. We'll be talking about the, the, the it's, it is, excuse me, it is uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus uh, number 740. Wow. And the title of today's podcast is Don't Bogart Them Doobie Brothers. Please. Pass the doobie on the left hand. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, man. It's all about the brothers. It's all of about course. the doobies. People are already commenting what's happening. They're probably just talking to each other. Hello, everyone. All right. So, everybody, it is, uh, we're going to be getting into some really fun topics today. Um, we're going to talk about what we did over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pittsburgh had a little bit of an adventure. I don't know if he wants to share it or not. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Doctor and says it should heal up nicely, though. <laughs> oh my god! Nice, the nose is growing back in and uh -huh, everything. Uh -huh. um, so <laughs> you can barely tell, right? <laughs> um, and um, we have some great uh, new and notables for you guys. Yeah, so I've been making a collection. <clears throat> What's the? What, I'm finally getting the uh, algorithm on YouTube. Okay, just just, just right, Clark. Just, yep. And I'm starting to get some really good stuff. Um, so we'll, I'll, 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 we have some really good stuff for you later. But um, also, um, so what did you did you uh, watch anything or encounter anything? So this I weekend? I listened to a podcast. And I, I it was, oh, Mr. Pittsburgh, everybody. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> Hi, everybody. Remember, hit that like and subscribe. Anyway, um, listen to a podcast today. <clears throat> and it was just such a fun story that I'm like, you know, I'm going to share that. Lou, Dini, <laughs> have you ever heard of Rob Tall University? I have not heard of Rob Tall now, University. Uh, I, I figured it was my. Have you ever heard of the band Lights Over Paris? I have not. Okay. But I have a feeling you're going to tell me all <clears throat> I'm about gonna, it. I'm going to shed some lights over Paris on this subject. <clears throat> so, um, Rob Tall University is not an institution of higher learning. It's a fella who decides he wants to be a rock star. Now, now, what do you do if you want to be a rock star, but you don't have the money, don't have the band, don't have the contacts? You start a podcast. Don't. Well, you could do that, or you can um, defraud banks and get the money and live the lifestyle you want without having to do all that other bullshit. I like that. Yeah, so I'll that's take, a pretty good I'll idea. Take letter C. Thank that's you. a pretty pretty good idea. So this uh, Rob Tall University, not his real name, but I don't really care about his real name. He goes to Bank of America and says, "I need three million dollars," and they're like, "For what?" He goes, "Well, I'm going to be a rock star," and they're like, "Okay." He goes, "No, you don't seem to understand. I I have collateral. I have a twelve million dollar recording studio that I'm going to put up as collateral." They're like, well, we need all this kind of paperwork. Well, he provides it. Granted, none of it's real. <laughs> They're like, we have to go take a look at this recording studio. Um, he doesn't have a recording studio, but some friends of his does. And so they let him bring the Bank of American executives in. They're like, okay, okay you real? Okay, that's fine. Three million dollars. They they give him three million dollars to pursue his dream of being a rock star, recording artist, blah blah blah. So Rob Tall University says, you know what? That was easy. I want to do it again. So he goes to another bank. Same spiel. He gets the money. Damn. This goes, no, this, this is uh, early 2000s. So this goes on a couple of times. And, uh, well, now it's probably time to go hit the road. But he doesn't have a band. But you know what he does have? What does he have? He, has a, tour, he has a $750,000 tour bus. <laughs> Okay, so he uh, he hires some studio musicians. Uh, they they make kind of an EP. Oh, I, I mentioned he had no money, um, uh, you know, no contacts, right. no fans. He also had uh, no talent. So his mediocre music. He, uh, what do you do? What do you do when you have none of those things? You make music videos. Okay. So he's made. So I'm gonna have to look them up on YouTube. I'm sure they're uh, wonderful. The band's name was Lights. Over Paris. Okay. First song called Lights Out. 
Now, I'm not a I'm not a smart man, but if you're going to have a band called Lights Over Paris, your first song should not be called Lights Out. <laughs> so, uh he's lavish lifestyle, the parties, the girls, the the pools, the the champagne, he's got it all. And then uh Bank of America's like, uh, "Yo, bro, where's our money?" And uh, he kind of blows them off for a little bit, and they're like, "No, seriously, where's our money?" And all the other banks are like, yeah, you know what? Where Where is our money, right? So Rob Tall University does what any good rock star would do. He leaves the country. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So three years later, oh, look, they, there is Lights Over Paris. Yeah, we're going to yeah, play gonna, a little oh, bit there here. There you go. I'm going to give a listen to these guys. So, uh, so three years... <laughs> Three years later, he decides to come back. He decides to come back to the United States, and when he comes to the airport, he is met with a crowd of people. Yes, yes, yes. As most most rock stars are, what federal agents? Except they were federal <laughs> agents. They arrest him. He arranges him and his lawyer arranges for bail. So the day after he gets out, you know, on bail, um, what does he do? Goes to a bank and tries to get more money. <laughs> Yeah, so he's uh, he ended up serving a couple of years in the in the in the uh, pokey as they like to call it. But uh, well, let's listen to a little bit of his band. This is uh, over Turn Paris. Off the Lights by Lights Over Paris. All right. No, dude, this sounds okay. This has 2,000 likes. 2,000, okay. Is that him? That's him. Kind of a Ben Stiller look. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, this looks totally pro. I guess with $12 million or whatever, sure, it would. Sure, sure. Just throw more money at it. This is a completely, totally, like, t- top-produced video. I mean, oh, like, yeah. This, like, yeah. this looks like something, like, it would have been, like, on MTV if, you right. know, if there was, you know. Wow. We got a superhero on the roof. In a clown mask. Sure, sure. Lily would be into that. Yeah. Oh, no, that's one of those, um, nah, like, not Nacho Libre. Oh, is it? Is yeah, that, yeah it's one of those wrestling guys. I think that Yeah, but it's kind of... It's okay. It's I'm, okay, but it's kind of, it doesn't really stand out. Like, I would not be like, Lou, my new and notable this week is Lights Over Paris. But, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, so interesting. All right, you, all right, all right, you, all right, if you uh, say so. you ever want to live the rock star life, man, just go get some money. Just go get some money. Okay, just get a bunch of money. There you go. So, you don't have to do anything. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. No. Oh, my goodness. I'm just kind of, now I'm completely confu- obsessed here. But they have, a, they have a whole YouTube channel. Oh, there's three it's videos. It's only three videos. It's only three videos. Yeah, and then he went to jail. <clears throat> it's all from 12 years ago, 11 years ago, so... Then he went to jail. Well, maybe he'll come out like, yeah, like real soulful now. Well, yeah, like a lot of a lot of artists wrote you know songs in prison. So let's hope so. 
Keep our fingers crossed. I mean, it could be the next Merle Haggard, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody mm-hmm. like that. You never know. Yes, you never know. Yes. You never know. So. Okay, cool, right. man. So what'd you do? Um, well, a couple things. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh, read a book. I know, exciting, right? Uh, I but I highly recommend this book. It's by Robert McGammon. Robert McGammon is uh, has a lot had a lot of uh, um, books in the horror genre. Okay, this is not one of them though. I thought oh. it, that it was. That's why I got it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's called mm-hmm. Gone South. It is uh, really good. It's a kind of a hero's journey story. Um, it's wildly entertaining. It's a very fast read. Wildly entertaining. It's really. It's like a. It's like a. There's a, tons of comedy in it. It's a lot. Okay. It's really funny. There's a lot of funny stuff in it. Um, so I'd highly recommend <clears throat> you checking Gone it out. It's, it's older book. It's from the eighties. Yes. Uh, the whole time I'm going like this would have been a really good movie. The guy, the protagonist is a um, a, a, a Vietnam vet with PTSD. He's in his he's middle age. He's like in his forties. Okay. And it was that era in the eighties where everybody's out, a lot of people out of work. You know, he's struggling. Mm-hmm. He's a struggling Vietnam vet. <clears throat> he's a carpenter and can't get any work, and he ends up in a really uh, screwed up situation, which ends up leading him on this wild adventure. Um, but it's an expression from the military. Gone south is like you lost yeah. your shit. Yeah, you know what I yep. mean. That's yep. it. He went south. He's gone south, and um, at the beginning of the novel, he says he, the, the character's like, "Yeah, you know, one thing I never did was I never, I, you know, never went south. I never, you know, gone south." <laughs> yeah. Well, he absolutely goes south. Oh boy! <clears throat> About you know within the first chapter or two, uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Meets a lot of crazy. It's a typical story where the guy goes through. Um, the, you know, these, these has these different encounters with these different people, and some of them become like his cohorts. You know, what I, I mean? see you, Chris. <laughs> some of them become his cohorts. Some of them become, uh, um, you know, his enemies. Some of them betray him. It's 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 really it's it's, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, okay, all right, Gone cool. South. So check that out. It's called Gone <clears throat> South, and uh, I saw Renfield. Yeah, what'd you think? I've Lo- heard I've heard good it's things. fun. Yeah, it's funny too. It's very funny. It's a horror comedy. It's really um, it's fun. It's a this, he's he's in a support group. He's in a support group, and he for codependency because he's codependent right. with Dracula. Right. Um, right. I don't know if I talked. I thought that I went back to my notes and didn't see that I had mentioned this before. So I just so if I did, I apologize. We're gonna just keep it there. But check it out. Um, here's what question that I have for you. Yes. Um. Okay. So when somebody does a bad thing, okay. Um. Do you still? List, you know, buy their albums. Uh, Do you still watch the movies? Blah, right, blah, 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 right. Blah, 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 yes, you know? yes. So apparently, <clears throat> this was on. Um, uh, this was a uh, post. Uh, uh, heavy metal remembers the eighties. Okay, and uh, so somebody was asking, and I don't really. I, I guess this Carl Logan from Man of War did something. Okay. And I try not to get too blah, 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 blah. But, you know, so do you, you know, do you ditch this? So the question is, you know, um, so if you love the band or whatever, you find that somebody's a quote unquote terrible person. Right. Uh, do you, you know, ditch the music and everything? Yes. So, like, there's all these comments, you know. Um, <laughs> um, uh, this is uh, some of these stories. I don't know if they're true. Like, absolutely, I met John Bon Jovi in 1989. He was an utter dick, oh rude, my. dismissive, pretentious. I gave away all my Bon Jovi vinyls the the same week and never looked back. Interesting. Um, t- t- uh, 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 Ted Nugent gets a lot of 
uh, hate yeah. here, yeah. Um, and which he didn't do anything bad. He just has a bad. He just has a. He's obnoxious he's and he has a political people the wrong he way. Has a, he has a, yeah. and he has a political yeah. point of view that is not popular. <clears throat> exactly. He isn't like a you know criminal. <clears throat> um, but here's the comment though. I this. Yes. This oh, do tell. This Wednesday. This, and this, by the way, I happened to come on to this post right like at night. It came. I came on it right away. Uh huh. Like I just happened to see it. You know, yeah. Just my yeah, feet yeah. like as soon as it posted. And there was a comment like right after the guy posted it, and. He, so the question is this question. You find out a musician, one of your favorite bands, a terrible person, blah, blah, blah. Do you ditch the music or, you know, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Here, here, here's, here's, here's Drew Taylor. Okay. Here's his response. Hell no. My favorite vocalist of all time, Rob Halford, eats dicks and I don't give a fuck. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I think that sums it up right there. I think it sums it up right there. Well, what's hilarious is like, you know, does he wow. think that, he, you know, because Halford is gay, right. that, that makes him a, make terrible a terrible person? <laughs> and so, That's so I can't so tell if this guy is, tr- I put, I, I, L, I put, I laughed, I put the big yeah. laughy face on it. But um, I can't tell if the guy is like trolling this comment, right. trolling this post, right. or, or if he's just like, he just don't give a fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> I hate fags, but God but damn it, I, I still love, like their music. I like their music. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> that was fucking funny. <laughs> wow. We. Oh, crap. Oh, Beginnings. Yeah. Let's talk about the beginning of the Scooby Let's, Dooby Brothers. The Scooby. Is that, the, they were originally Scooby Dooby Brothers. Scooby Dooby Brothers. Scooby Dooby Brothers. Oh, yes, they God. were. Did you know that? I did not know that. Uh, they were formed in 1970 right. in San Jose. I think it's San Jose. Or is it Hose B? <laughs> <laughs> Again, we talk so we can hear ourselves. It might be I mean, Hose like, B. these guys... <clears throat> I listened to... I, I perused the whole catalog yeah. up until where they sort of broke up. Right, you know, they they sort of ended for a while. Yeah, um. So then they came back with cycles. Okay? Yes. So there's a yes. period in there, and they, they sort of you know, but um, <clears throat> they really have their to me mm-hmm. like especially their first album is really um rooted in like American folk music and bluegrass. Right. It's all the whole album is all pretty much acoustic. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much acoustic. I was kind of um, surprised because you look at the album cover and they, they look like a bunch of hard asses, and I right. thought it was really going to be like rocking out. Yeah. Um, but um, what happened was what had happened was what happened was um, there was a, the original drummer Dan uh, J- Dan Hartman, John Hartman. Mm-hmm. He um, was a big fan of Moby Grape. Okay, and he wanted to get Moby Moby Grape at this point had broken up in uh, by 1970 or whatever, and he wanted to get Moby Br- Grape going again. So he went to California to meet Skip Spence, who was a, a one of the members of uh, Moby Grape, mm-hmm. and to try to get a Moby Grape reunion. Right, but he was like. That didn't. That never got off the ground. No. Um, these are the guys in Moby Grape. A couple of them have um, suffers from severe mental problems. In fact, they've, they've probably passed away. Um, but you know, we're like borderline personality disorder. Sure. You know, like you know, which is funny because so much. Um, there's a lot of artists. 
Like right. really like talented like Suffer like I, from, I yeah like yeah. I saw a thing about because um, I was checking out uh, Five White World on um, the Peter Green Les mm-hmm. Paul yeah they yeah. talked about Peter Green like you know he had severe mental problems coupled with um, psychedelic drug use a lot mm-hmm. like um, help me out here Pink Floyd. Um, Sid, oh, Sid, Sid, yeah, Sid Barrett, mm-hmm. not Sid Vicious. No, although Sid Vicious no, had a lot Sid, of problems. Sid, a whole other thing, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> so uh, these guys had that that's unfortunate situation with Moby Grape. But uh, so what ended up happening was so Hartman gets introduced to Tom Johnston. Uh-huh. Okay. So they start to they try to put something together. Yeah. You know, as you do. The they called their band Pud. Uh-huh. And then they tried a bunch of different. They tried. They tried going out as a power trio, yeah. and then you know all the way up to having a horn section. Wow. Um, of it, in, I'm not exactly how sure Pat's how how exactly sure how Pat Simmons comes into the picture here, but Pat in about 1970 or so enters the picture with mm-hmm. bassist Dave uh, Shogren. Uh, they had belonged to some different group. Those guys were playing in different groups, like around right. the, the San Jose um, area. <laughs> yes. <laughs> San Joe's B. San Joe's B. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, uh, it was really um, Pat Simmons, who's very co- was accomplished finger style mm-hmm. guitarist, and sort of brought a lot of that too. So him and Johnston, they hit it off very quickly oh, yeah. and were able to work together. <clears throat> um, they adopted the name, so they were so it was basically uh, Sh- uh, Sh- uh, Shogren Hart. And Johnston with Pat and Pat Simmons, mm-hmm. and they started playing together. And so they couldn't, you know, every band has um, this issue. What do we call ourselves? What do we call ourselves? I don't know what to call ourselves. What do we call ourselves? Well, 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 well. Their friend, it's always, there's always this friend. It's always a friend. Their friend, his name was Dino. <laughs> okay, so of go figure. Sure. Uh, lived next door, lived in the neighborhood. They apparently, this is probably some stoner that probably didn't have a job or anything like that. Just kind of like hang out at band rehearsals at the band house because that was cool. Probably couldn't, probably the only thing he could play was the radio. Right. Um, so he said, why don't you call your band the Doobie Brothers? Because you guys are always smoking so much pot. Right, and um, Hartman says he didn't even know what the word doobie meant until somebody told him. Right. Um, but they were like, they thought it was a dumb name. They were all, yeah, we agree. Sure. But we need a name because they had to go play some gigs. Yeah. Well. Next thing you know. Next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. Exactly. And they are the Doobie Brothers. There you go. <laughs> I remember their, uh, their they, uh, I think it was 2020. In the early 1980s, about the time that the Doobie Brothers swept the Grammys with that yes. minute by minute album, yeah, yeah. Um, they were uh, <laughs> uh, 2020 did a piece on them. They had been together so many; they had been together like 10 years. Oh yeah, yeah. at that point, and <clears throat> now they had they swept the Grammys and everything. And so I remember, you know, one of the questions was, you know, in case you were wondering, the Doobie Brothers are not related. No, and so and I can't remember which Doobie talks about it but he says yeah we used to because then you got to put this is this is network television in the, in 80s. the 1980s yeah, yeah so like now everybody smokes weed right mm-hmm. but back, back then, then like eh. yeah. so the guy said well, i don't remember which member of the band said well it's funny you ask um 
Well, we used to smoke these funny little cigarettes <laughs> called doobies. <laughs> And um, that was all. That was all. It was putting everybody kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more, sort of thing. Um, But yes, that is how the name. And they all have agreed, and over years have laughed and giggled over the name. But it's the name. Uh, Their first fans were the Hell's Angels. Yep. Yep. Who are a motorcycle club, by the way, not literal angels from hell. We really like your songs. But they played this uh, Chateau Liberté, Liberté mm-hmm. in, San, in Santa Cruz, not San Josie. No. In the Santa Cruz Mountains. Uh, and uh, so they, they had like a standing gig. They played, were playing there all the time. They were like house band. Um, and um, it was uh, attracted the attention of, of these bikers to the point sure. where a lot of times the bikers would just like roll into the club, like up the stairs and right into the club on their, <laughs> and their bikes. And it's like, <laughs> Um, so they caught the ear of none other than Ted Templeman. Ted Templeman is is famous for uh, producing Van Halen and about a million other amazing Uh artists. Um, so their self-titled album departed significantly, um, from their live sound. Mm -hmm. Um, and it didn't chart. Acoustic uh, emphasized acoustic guitars and uh, reflective country influences. The band's first single, "Nobody," uh, has surfaced in their live set several times over the ensuing decades. Most recently, the song was re-recorded and added to their 2010 album "World Gone Crazy." Okay. I absolutely like the remake of it yeah. much better yeah. than the one on um, their their self-titled album. Um, so they went. They did. They did a tour. Um, the uh, with Mother Earth, uh, mm-hmm. the they called it the Mother's Brothers tour. There you go. They thought about adding a second drummer already at that point. This yeah. is one of those bands that had. We need two drummers. They had to have two drummers. Um. <clears throat> so, seventy one, the band records several songs for their next album. Yes. God damn it! It's pop ups. Um, and so uh, Shogren leaves now this is something you have to know about the Doobie Brothers yes this was something that came out in that 2020 special yeah Um, there's been about a hundred million people that have been in this band Mm -hmm. like half of Southern California exactly was in in the Doobie Brothers one part or the other it was a giant you know thing and so one of the things that came out in that documentary that I had I documented that uh, segment on 2020 was that like every year they have a Doobie Brothers like picnic reunion uh-huh. and every Doobie Brother comes ever, yeah. and who's ever in the band is invited right. and they bring their families and yes. it's like a big cook yes. <clears throat> Uh and so after all these years it's been a lot of people yeah. playing this yeah. band <laughs> well the other thing about the Doobie Brothers is they're pretty altruistic and they support like the children's hospitals and there is so many of them like once a year they'll come and do like a little christmas thing and there's so many of them that there's always a doobie there's always like a couple doobie brothers there for that event like you know if pat couldn't make it then tommy would make it if tyrone couldn't make it then michael mcdonald's there you know what i mean there was always somebody in there and they put on like a little show and it's very cool very cool um, around this time, uh, Tyrion Porter gets involved with the band. That's Tyrone. Tyrone says Tyrion. It is Tyrion. I just like calling him Tyrone. That's not nice. What? 
That's very. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be funny if that's how he pronounced it? <laughs> spell Tyrone. <laughs> spell Tyrone by calling him Tyrone. That's funny. Tyrone Porter. Uh, Tehran or te- I wouldn't call him Tehran like no, like, no. Ter- like like the and Tehran. Tehran plays bass for the doobies. I right? rant. I rant. Like listen, no Tehran. Like in like in Iran. Isn't that a city in Iran? Tehran. I know I've heard it pronounced. I've seen uh, enough. We are we're so. Stuff. I just cannot think of how. Like, they, but but anyways, yeah, but all right, uh, okay. we digest. So um so and 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 also at this time um. They brought uh, so 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 this time they bring in uh, Tyrone Porter, Tyrone 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 <laughs> Porter has a funkier bass Tyrone. style and um, oh, his uh, baritone kind of rounds out the yeah. the the, 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 the harmonies with yeah. uh, Johnston and Simmons. Uh, the, and this is one of the things that the Doobie Brothers were really known for, and even like even to this day, like vocals, harm, vocal harmonies are mm-hmm. a really big part of what they do. Yes, yes, really big part. Uh, the band's second album, A Toulouse Street. He contains "Listen to the Music" and "Jesus, Jesus is All Right." Yep. Uh, this is the record that kind of breaks them. This mm-hmm, is where they, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they're getting all over the radio. Um. So people like Bruce Cohn, Ted Templeman, uh, Don Landy. Uh, this was a more polished, uh, eclectic set of songs. Uh, pianist uh, Bill Payne of Little Feet. Uh, contributed keyboards for the first time, and I was one thing I did notice was like this album. I'm hearing a little bit of piano, a tick, mm-hmm. little tickling of the ivory. Yeah, there you go. Saying, yes. you know. uh, okay, um, contributed keyboards, and um, he also uh, uh, Bill Payne played on a lot of uh, recording sessions. This is something else that happens as we're going to be talking about uh, uh, Skunk uh, Jeff Baxter yes. here in a few minutes. Um, was also somebody. So they did work with studio musicians. Yes. So um, moving on, moving on down, moving on down. That you know, in through the seventies, they've got um, the they released the album "The Captain and Me" with China Grove and Long mm-hmm. Train Runner. Mm-hmm. Those are uh, rock radio Boom. stalwarts, yes. like you yes. know. Um, <clears throat> the. Um, on stage, uh, the some the you know the the track without you would go fifteen oh, minute jams. They'd go into real long yeah. jams. That's my favorite Doobie Brothers song. Is it know, without you? I love that song. And um, they got an appearance that year on the uh, television music variety show Don, Don Kirshner's rock, rock concert. concert. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Hot Sick departed the band. Mm-hmm. Okay, citing burnout. Drummer, songwriter, vocalist Keith Knudsen. Knudsen. Yes, that's how you pronounce that. That who one had, I know. That one I can't pronounce. Knudsen. Who previously drummed for Lee Michaels uh, was rec- was recruited. Now um, Keith Knudsen has since passed away. In fact, yes. that's a, that's a sad yes. thing about the Doobie Brothers is there's several of them that are like are no longer, are no longer with, us. with us. Yeah. Um. So so now they have the, Now we're getting to you know. I mean, again, the, is there the classic lineup is always for for the first part of their for their first string of big successes is Johnston 
and Simmons mm-hmm. that primarily fronting right. the yep. band and, and doing most of the songwriting. Okay. Okay. Here's where things start to take a little wee bit oh, of a turn. In 1974, Steely Dan uh, guitarist Skunk Baxter. Okay. Was <laughs> okay. So Steve, so Jeff was playing Jeff Baxter. Everybody called him Skunk. Were was in two bands simultaneously. He was in the Doobie Brothers and he was also in Steely Dan. Yes. Um, <clears throat> they the Doobies for all uh, for de facto considered him a member because he plays he's all over mm-hmm. um the one stampede okay he's all over stampede yeah, yeah. he's all over that album but he's not on the cover and the the now just to put just to put uh, rumors to bed here yes. it's not it, that the album has a really c- iconic album cover with him all on horses horseback yeah all on horseback yep. kind of like and it looks galloping. like going fast yeah. you know and like galloping pretty quick well you know, people said for years, well, Jeff can't ride a horse, and that's why, that's he's, why not, he's not, not, on, he's not okay. on the cover. And um, <laughs> Jeff Baxter has said, um, no, I grew up in Mexico and started riding horses by the time I was four. Right. So I ride horses very well. <clears throat> he was, because he was still in Steely Dan. Right. At that time. So there was like a kind of like, yeah, I don't, you know, guys like, yeah, I'm in the band, but like, it's kind of mm-hmm, like, you mm-hmm. know, I'll, you know. But what ended up happening was Fagan and Becker from, you know, who were Steely Dan, they were like, you know, we don't want to tour anymore. And Jeff was like, I want, I'm not done. I want yeah, to play, yeah, you know? Yeah. So he was like, yeah. Oh, so now I'm a full fledged member of, of the Doobie brothers. Um, they wanted to do, um, also, also, um, uh, uh, Steely Dan B- Becker and um, Fagan wanted to start working with more studio players too mm-hmm. so they wanted to have a bigger pool of talent didn't want to just have a band um, okay so that's uh, that's the captain uh, and me mm-hmm. and that is Stampede uh, Vices what were once Vices is the is the uh, Includes the band's first number one single, which is "Black Water," which is really cool. Like it's one of those songs that's like again, it's totally acoustic, yep. but it has an amazing vocal mm-hmm. harmony yes, thing. Exactly. They do that. They do that sort of black <clears throat> spiritual kind of thing Back in the middle. Yep. You know, yep. here's some funky Dixieland, all that sort of thing. That's really neat. Very finger, very finger snapping. Yeah, that's what you call it. Um. So, oh my goodness! So they they toured at this during this period with the Stax Records, um, Memphis Horns. Mm. Okay. Um. So I mean, so these guys are like try- they were they were absolutely doing doing everything by seven by the end of seventy four. Johnson Health was suffering. Okay, let's talk a little wee bit about this. The rigors of the road. Yes. Here's what the rigors of the road were for Tom Johnson: heroin. Oh boy. <laughs> Cocaine, yeah, and alcohol. Those yeah. are the rigors of the road. Yikes. I uh, again, I saw. I was. I was. I did in preparation for this. I watched a couple Doobie Brothers documentaries, and <laughs> yes, his health was suffering because of he was partying very, 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 yeah. very, very hard, <clears throat> and he ended up having a terrible stomach ulcer, which he had to leave the tour. Yeah, and this opened up. An opening. I mean, this had this is this now there's an, op- an opening. opening. Really? As you know, when things open, there's usually an opening. opening. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Well, what do you do? How do you fill that? At opening? this point, at this point, <laughs> I want to know that. Jeff Baxter says, <clears throat> "Excuse me. I know I'm new in the band, but I know a guy." 
Mm. I know a guy. He, used to, we, he and guy. I were played in this band together. Maybe you heard of it called Steely Dan. Yes. His name's Mike. What do you mm. guys think? And Michael McDonald's story was this. He was, he had done a lot of sessions with a, he, on, he's on Steely Dan records and all mm-hmm, sorts of things like mm-hmm. that. But he really was starving. And so what he was primarily was a cocaine dealer. Really? He has admitted this. I did not know that. And he says that. because he found out that he says the way to get gigs was to show up with cocaine. Oh. He says almost anybody would like at least let you sit down and play cocaine? like if you have cocaine. They're like, oh, well, okay, you know, we'll try, you know. That that was it's the seventies, guys. It's the seventies, yeah. yep. okay. Yep. So he shows up with cocaine, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, you can play with us." And as the the rest, as they say, <laughs> is history. history. Um, here's what's so, but so really interesting is uh, the this is a record of theirs. I think is really really good. This might be one of my favorite Doobie Brother albums. Taking it to the streets because mm-hmm. taking it to the streets combines. The previous Doobie Brothers sound with the more guitar-driven stuff, but with Michael McDonald bringing his his stuff in. in Also, Tom Johnston has songs, at least a song, if not a couple songs, on this album. Okay. So Tom and Mike are performing on the same record. Okay. It's a very cool texture down. There's a lot of stuff. And then Pat Simmons' songs are even a little bit different than that mm-hmm. so it's a really cool mix of music i did not realize i did not realize it um i but i sat down today and listened to it and like boy is this a really good yeah. record it, of course that has the title track take into the streets and then the michael mcdonald pen track it keeps you running mm-hmm. those are both hits it keeps you running well, it was performed by si- carly simon and appeared on a one of her albums um, uh, Porter's uh, sang a song on the album or some for someone special as a tribute to the absent Johnston. Mm. See, and that's the thing that like uh, uh, the, the, we as the band goes by, like they don't hate Tom. No, they're like not they, mad. They, they totally understand. They, they totally like this guy's in a bad situation. Yeah. They're like, what? And they were just very fortunate. They had a really big pool of musicians to mm-hmm. pull from. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. So, um, they were able to to fill that spot now. When we um, we did a podcast a few uh, weeks ago, and I read a uh, a blurb from somebody who was went to a show expecting uh-huh. to hear the Tom Johnston Doobie Brothers. Okay, but it was not. There was this schmuck with a beard playing the piano and singing, <laughs> and he who said that he he this? said it. They, it was terrible. He says. People were booing uh-huh. um, and everything. I don't know. The internet, wow. you know. Wow. <sighs> well, they knew what was coming. <laughs> but um, the follow-up to that album is Living on the Fault Line. Yeah. And um, they become... The, now, now you're hearing way more of the sort of you're R&B... Right. Um, Kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah, yep. Do you got need some cocaine? <laughs> some of the forgotten lyrics, exactly. Yes, yes. yes. 
So and and you know again the um, the, the Memphis Horns are involved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they do the song "You Belong to Me," co-written by Carly Simon. Oh yes, yes. Um, they performed live on Soundstage, and I have seen that concert. Remember Soundstage? On yes, PBS? I do. They're yes. on Soundstage. Yes, I might have seen it too. Now, now you bring it up. Uh, on that uh, uh, performance, uh, Baxter used the Roland guitar synthesizer. Oh yes, I remember that. I'm like, what is that guitar? <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. Uh, so, so you know, so now between Baxter, who has a uh, he's a very eclectic guitar player. Can not mm -hmm. only plays pedal steel, right? Uh, can you know, and you know, understands jazz harmony on the guitar. You know, now bringing the Michael McDonald in with his R and B and jazz sort of things. The the band has a more like urban kind of sound, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you would understand the people that were that grew up on China Grove, and right? Long this, Train this, Road, uh, and, biker know. bar kind of, you know, yeah, growing up on that stuff, like. They're, they're not going to groove with this. No. <clears throat> but I would say give Taking It to the Streets a listen because it's a neat bridge mm -hmm. album between the mm -hmm. two sounds. Definitely. Uh, they moved Bobby Lakind, who was a roadie, to a backup vocalist <laughs> and percussionist. So, yeah, see, this is, and I bet he had good, probably had good weed or good coke. Probably. That's probably why he's in yeah. the band, too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby, come here. Uh, so they ended up on they ended up appearing on the ABC sitcom What's Happening. Now, did you do you remember that? No, I remember. I remember watching it because I liked the Doobie Brothers back then. They asked about the name, and I don't know which. It might have been Jeff. He goes, well, you know, he never goes into the Doobie part of it. He's like, well, you know, we we all kind of like gel together and we play music together. We just felt like we were brothers, and they left it at that. <laughs> Rerun just left it at that. Rerun. Yep. And um, Yep. And they performed Little Darling. They performed Blackwater, Taking It to the Streets, and Take Me in Your Arms. That's crazy. How did that happen? You know what I What's mean? What's happening? That's why the show's called oh, What's that Happening. Why? Yeah, yeah. That's How'd funny. that happen? It was not called How'd That Happen. It's called What? <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like, we should write it. We need our own com sitcom called How'd That Happen. How'd That Happen. <laughs> How'd that happen? I mean, it's like Foghat showing up at All in the Family. I mean, how does that happen? <laughs> well, it just happened. happened? Mean, probably because the producers were fans of the music and thought, yeah. tried to find some way to crowbar yep. uh, them in. Speaking of Doobie Brothers music, somebody who's a giant Doobie Brothers fan is Bill Murray. Really? <clears throat> and I, he has, he, he markets golf attire okay and he used a doobie brothers song in the ad okay completely totally without permission <laughs> so bill murray yeah. the lawyer the doobie brothers lawyer writes this and i i would love to find it and, and read it to you writes this awesome letter to bill murray uh-huh like and it's almost like a total like stoner letter like you know bill we we really appreciate the fact that you you love the guy's music and you know we'd like to say that we love your we love your movies now we know that you're not trying to get yourself into trouble or humili humiliate yourself 
Uh, you did that with the movie Garfield. Uh, <laughs> so we just thought we'd send you this this you know friendly letter, let you know that like you know, I think you understand it, like copyright and all that. Right. It's like he says it just like that. Right. The copyright and that stuff. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's very like no. laid back and everything. And so their lawyers responded with the letter equally as, and they ended up working it all out. Yeah. You know, they yeah, were like, cool. you know, they were like, Thank you for such a great letter. We're happy to work this out with you out of, you know, without the legal system and everything. <laughs> Um, oh, <clears throat> minute by minute. Okay, so this is the record. Uh, do you have this record? Yes. I have it on. I bought yeah, it on cassette. I have it, I have it on DVD or not CD. I'm sorry. And um, so this was a big record. This is the record mm-hmm. where they, you know, they swept the Grammys with yeah. this record. Um, but it coincided with the near dissolution of the band. The pressure of touring while recording and releasing an album each year had worn the members down. Baxter and McDonald had been in a creative conflict for some time. McDonald hmm. desired a direct, soulful, polished rock R&B sound, while Baxter insisted on embellishing guitar parts in an increasingly like avant-garde style. So, you know, this is the thing with musicians. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. Um, they, heard the mu- they, heard the, they heard the music differently. You know, one heard it a little bit more like this. One heard a little bit right. more like that. Um, uh, just as minute by minute success became apparent, Hartman, Baxter, and Lakine left the band. Wow. A two-song <clears throat> set on the broadcast of Saturday Night Live in 1979 uh, marked the final television appearance of this lineup. And a brief tour of Japan marked the band's last live performances in this configuration. Hartman subsequently joined Johnston's touring band in uh, in 79 and taped an appearance with him and it aired on soundstage. Mm. Looking to capitalize on the momentum provided by the success of Minute by Minute, the remaining doobies, Simmons, Knudsen, McDonald, and Porter decided to embark on a national tour with a reconstituted lineup. Hartman was replaced by session drummer uh, Chet McCracken and sure. Baxter by multi-instrument string player John McPhee. Uh, played with Huey Lewis's band Clover, which was a... Um, Clo- Huey Lewis, before he was Huey Lewis in the News, he had a band called Clover, which is like a uh-huh. southern rock band. Yep. <clears throat> Cornelius Bumpus. Yeah. I'm going to change my name to Con- Con- Cornelius Sure, Bumpus. why not? But he had been a part of the Moby Grape. So finally, Moby Grape comes back he to finally it. Finally gets into if it. They yeah. finally get back to it. Um... So they, this lineup toured through 79, including stops at Madison Square Garden. And they did the no nukes thing that was I all over that. television. Yep, yeah. LeKind yep. um, returned to the group. So yeah, it's I'm like, back. who's in the band? Who's out of the band? Who's, who's in the band Okay. This week? <laughs> the ninth studio album, One Step Closer, and it had the hit Real Love. So yep. the, the, the previous album, uh, Minute by Minute, has like, you know... What a fool believes. Yeah. Minute by minute. There's like huge, huge mm-hmm, song. Mm-hmm. Like the songs were inescapable. And then they came back out one step closer with Real Love, yep. which is um But you know, it was I remember this was a big song, but it did not this record did not have um, like that really big yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, some people said this was due to the oversaturation of the McDonald sound. Ooh. Many other artists, such as Robbie Dupree copied McDonald's sound uh, not to mention McDonald's numerous guest vocal appearances with other artists like right. Kenny Loggins, Christopher Cross Lauren Wood and Nicolette Larson uh-huh. the album was also noticeably weaker musically than the previous three with the band sounding tired seemingly devolving to a little more than McDonald's backup yeah. band yeah um, 
So Ted and Michael became one faction against Pat and every and 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 everybody else. And so it just was like, as you can see, it's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Porter left after recording Closer. Yeah. Willie Weeks joined, Willie who's Weeks. been on tons of records with uh-huh. all kind of people. Played with Government Mule and all kind of Greg Allman, Eric Clapton. Um, Andy Newmark stepped in to fill in for Knudsen. Oh my God. It's just like crazy, you know, like, you know, so really by the end of the early 1980s, the Doobie brothers were kind of like, yep. They really weren't any. That's it. They were just pretty much like, we can't do anything. Um, McDonald, um, was also really frustrated or, or like burnt out with writing and recording because the pressure again, like how many times, can you have a song mm-hmm. like What a Fool Believes? Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like after that, yep. like it's really hard. hard what do you do like yeah. next? You have a Grammy? Oh, you know, I was uh, thinking about this this week. Like a band like Fleetwood Mac puts out rumors. For sure, yeah. Look, Tusk is probably a really good record. Yeah, but... but it's not rumors. It's not rumors. And everybody's like, oh, what are they going to do next? They got, you know, and that was yeah. it, dude. That's yeah. all there is and ain't no more. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the records after that all have really, one of my song, favorite Fleet Mac songs is Hold Me. From it's, Mirage's Mirage. Yeah, it's like in the, it's yeah. from the 80s. It's yeah, a music it's a great video, like MTV video and stuff like yeah. that. It's really cool. There's some cool um, guitar work by Lindsey Buckingham on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's a great song, but rumors was rumors. Yeah. And minute by minute was minute by minute. Exactly. Um, during this, so what ends up happening? The band kind of peters out. Right, right. Well, Pat, like I mentioned in a previous uh, podcast, Pat Pat was done. Pat Simmons was done. He goes, I can't do it. And basically the rest of the band is like, well, Pat's like the original. If he's not in the band, then it's really not the Doobie Brothers. So that's when they're like, let's do a fare- farewell tour. They go out. They tour in 82. And uh, release a double album, farewell tour album in, uh, what, 1983. And then that's it. Um, Knudsen uh, and McPhee formed the band Southern Southern Pacific. Now, Southern Pacific was one of these, like, um, new, um, people call it kicking country at the time. It was, you know, the sort of equivalent of pop country or whatever. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And they were, they had a lot of, um, they had some country hits. Okay. um, With that group. Um, So, yeah. Okay. So so everybody's like everywhere screwing around, you know, not really getting anything together. Sure. They're just not doing it. Their their previous albums um, are still selling very, very well. Oh, people yeah. are still interested. People are still uh, interested in the Doobie Brothers mm-hmm. and want to know uh, what's going on. So in '87, I guess it was a little reunion thing that they did, and it sparked some discussions. Eventually, decided to uh, replicate the to the Toulouse, the Toulouse Toulouse Street Toulouse Street yes. uh, slash Captain in Me incarnation, setting settling on a lineup featuring Johnson, Simmons, Hartman, Porter, and Hosick, wow. plus more recent edition of the kind, mm-hmm. and released the album Cycles on Capitol Records in 1989. Yeah. Now, I um, 
I always heard, I heard, heard the doctor. And there's another song on that record I heard too. It's a had a big video on MTV. Those two songs had videos, but I this today was the first day that I like went through the album. Yeah, boy, is that a good record? Really? Um, I really liked it. Um, it is one of their much more rocking records. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. I, one of the things going through their albums, I was really kind of like with the. There's a couple things. Jesus is just all right. Yeah. Long train yeah. Yeah. here and there that are kind of rocked up songs, but a lot of those records are just filled with a lot of acoustic. I think every record has some kind of instrumental ragtime guitar mm-hmm. thing on it. Mm-hmm. The production to me always sounded really tame. It has this very kind of like muffled, muted kind of drum sounds. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Like this record sounds like a yeah. big rec- big rock. They're like record. we're back. Yeah, and it's got that big yeah. kind of production. The doctor was the first song. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, it has some yeah okay, so it has a little nod to uh, China Grove. But Ch- what the fuck, dude? China Grove is awesome. <laughs> it was a big. It was a very successful comeback album um they they uh bumpus re, uh returned and played on the tour between uh, 89 and 90 um and his presence bridged the gap between the current band and the mcdonald era he sang lead vocals on one step closer uh while simmons took mcdonald's part the group was further augmented <clears throat> in 89 by dale ackerman on keyboards richard bryan on percussion a jimmy fox on percussion and backing vocals um, Lekind got was diagnosed yeah. with cancer and eventually passed away. Yeah. Um, now we're not going to go into everything, but they've had multiple, fa- you know, kind of mm-hmm. going away and coming back, going away, right, and coming right, back. right. Um, their later albums feature all, all seem all have a tra- all have at least one track that brings Michael McDonald in. Okay. Cool. So Johnson's singing, but then I'll work with Michael. Mc- and the mm-hmm. Michael McDonald stuff is so like distinctive. All of a sudden, right, you hear right, these right, kind of right. like you know, you know, you know, the song song. You know, instead of four or five chord songs, got like forty five chords. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, six, yeah, yeah. Six key changes. You know, it's yeah, like exactly. all this. You know, all this you know, amazing uh, R and B stuff. And I think that they like that. I think that, that well, they sound completely comfortable yeah, playing yeah. playing in that. Um, so okay, so here's what happens, and it, um, they. Finally, they get a Vegas residency in, mm-hmm. um, like, the end of 2019. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> you probably see where this Perfect is going. Perfect timing. Um, yeah. In early 2020, Johnston, they just started this Vegas re- residency. Johnston comes down with some mysterious illness. Oh, my. Dry cough. Oh, yeah. No sense of smell or taste. That's weird. Fever. Oh. Very weak and fatigued. Huh. What? What that was? I have no idea. I know. I know. No idea. No idea. Yeah. It's a. It's a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> and then, of course, the whole thing got shut down by oh, the uh, no. the great uh, decisions of our mm-hmm. country. Um. And that was that. That was that. The, that, 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 that was the that, end of that. that. That was the end of that. However, the yeah. Doobie Brothers are not to be written off. Nope. Because as we told you mm-hmm. a few uh, weeks ago was they when we did our podcast on Should Classic Bands Put Out New Album, right, right. we were both surprised to find out the Doobie Brothers had put out a record within the past year. Yeah. Um, so it is more like their earlier acoustic type mm-hmm. stuff. Right, right. Um, 
from the from the tracks that I heard, less like the Cycles era with the, yeah with the big with rock, the real rock the big yeah, the big yeah. rocks. I'm sure if you go see them live, they play all the songs. Yes. Um, and uh, Simmons and Johnston, through all this stuff, have maintained a good friendship. Mm-hmm. They've just genuinely are buddies, and that like even when they go long periods where they don't really play music together, I um I. I think it was uh, I can't remember it was it was Jeff Baxter who said like those two guys like just pick it right back yeah, up they're just yeah. like they just like always you know they're just they're just tight they're tight with each other very cool but you can kind of tell that like uh, interviews I've seen with them or just the fact that, just the way they interact on stage you like these guys they dig each other you know they yeah shoot each other little looks like yeah, that was pretty good it was pretty magical yeah they they also brought michael mcdonald back and they've been working with him uh on on you know, on tours and stuff like that too they've been mm-hmm. bringing him out and everything so that's it's great to hear that he's still doing stuff as well because what an iconic singer yeah so let me ask you okay oh here we let go let me ask you this yeah. um doobie brothers sure well, that's a beautiful guitar, Chris. Thank you. Chris Thunderwolf Dotson is showing a, his avatar. It's one of these yes. beautiful guitars with Hollow Flash. Hollow Flash. <laughs> that's how you say it, too. That's the correct yeah. pronunciation. Is it? Yes. Yeah, okay. But um, are you a Michael McDonald, wow, Doobie Brother man. person, or are you a... Or are you a Tom Johnson? This is very much like, are you a Sammy Hagar Van Halen or a David LaRoth Van Halen? So before um, Cycles came out, I would have said, oh, definitely Michael McDonald. Because that's that's what I was used to. I knew the Doobie Brothers before Michael McDonald. Um, <clears throat> but boy, the, the 80s were Michael McDonald era Doobie Brothers, man. Great harmonies, great songwriting. And now, like I said, that day I'm driving in my car and uh, the local radio station, all of a sudden this guitar riff come, comes on and I'm like, whoa. And I immediately, I'm like, that sounds like Doobie Brothers. And as soon as Tommy started singing, I'm like, wow. Like you said, Cycles had that hard rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? They're back. So, wow, I can't. It's, that's really rough to say. I, it, part of me loves that old Doobie Brothers biker bar kind of rock and roll sound, but yet, kind of the musician in me really appreciates the Michael McDonald harmonies and and songwriting and all that good stuff. So, I I, I can't pick. I can't pick. I can't pick. I think that your pick is Tom Johnston. I think you're right. That's why I come to see you and lay on your couch for your therapy. <laughs> I, I just, you guide I, just me. kind of what you were saying. I'm thinking you're leaning that. I don't, yeah, I think it's so. Okay I mean, have, yeah, like, it's okay to have an opinion. But like like I said, my favorite song is without by the Doobie Brothers is Without You, man. That is such a hard... Do you know the song? Yes. Such a hard-hitting song. And at the end, you could hear both sets of drums going to town. And just, and, and that's, that's the Tommy Johnston era. And I'm like, yeah, okay. We're going to go with that. Um, let's do this. Yes. Let's just get, since this is Kevin's favorite. Oh. Oh my goodness. Oh Lord Jesus. Somebody help him. Without you. This, there's a million songs called Without You. I have to make it better put, you better let them know who you're talking about. Like, like, we're now, we don't want to hear Kid Leroy. No, we want to hear the Doobie Brothers. There they are. I mean, right off the bat, listen to that guitar. 
let's hear some drums now. You can clearly hear the two distinct drums because they're just a millisecond difference between the two. Jam. Oh, yeah. Back in the days, life so I like that kind of... Uh... The, the guitars sort of break down. The, the guitars drop out, and they all sing in harmony. Yes, with each other yes. like that. That's and you, you've got three distinct guitars, and they're 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 all playing the same song, but they're not playing the same thing. Yeah. But it all fits it almost like a Rolling Stones kind of thing, yeah. here, where they're all playing off each other. I just, at, dude, don't get me started on this obviously, fucking song. Obviously, you've gotten started. Dude, don't, jeez, don't get me started. Actually, the guitars, check this out. The guitars are playing the melody along with the vocals. Exactly. Yep. It's the bass that kind of like backs off and the drum beat changes. Uh huh. Before you drop out, go all the way to the end of the song, as we do. You want to go to the end? Very end here. Let's see. And if you're listening in stereo, like I said, this is a perfect song to, to hear the dual drummers because they're a little, you know, just humanly off. So you can hear one guy hitting the snare over here, the other guy hitting the tom over here, and it's just fantastic. It's in, it's in A. Yeah, it's in A. Yeah, you can hear the drums. I love it. That's it's very noticeable there that it's the two drummers. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's why it's my favorite Doobie Brothers song. And that's why it's my favorite Doobie Brothers song. Thanks for listening to my book report. Is it? I always like this song. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's not Captain and Tennille. Sort of sounds like it. It does. Yeah.
I mean, you could get along with like long intros back in those days. Oh, yeah. And to feel the groove changes here because that mm-hmm, halftime groove. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got me you ain't got no worry. You just been lonely too long. Those harmonies are still there, but they're it, it done differently. There's still all the great harmonies, but they're done, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're done, done differently. differently. Yeah. They're just a different approach. It just goes to show you the like the musicianship, the versatility. Mm-hmm. Like Simmons is like, yeah, okay, I can be a soul can, singer. Yeah, I can sing yeah. soul music with you. Sure. <laughs> I want you guys to know that so far he's played just about every chord on the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's voice is mixed in with those harmonies, you know. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, like, and that—that's like almost that missing dude, aspect you gotta of this. Hear, you got to oh. watch the documentary about Steely Dan with him. Yeah, and the oh my god, they were insane when they cut his vocals, like fucking cra- like that pig. Yeah, that, yeah, that's just like yeah. it's some chord, and he had to go through, and they had to do it till he nailed <clears throat> each thing exactly. Mm-hmm. The, the, Mm-hmm. came in i mean it's 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 like a it's a mike the michael mcdonald choir i can't remember what <laughs> uh, i can't remember what show it was it might have been mad tv i don't think it was snl where they had a day in the life of michael mcdonald in the 80s and they literally had him running from studio to studio and just singing like oh and then he'd go off to the other one and he'd be like uh you run like the wind and then he'd run to the <laughs> it was really funny i'm like but it's so true I, uh, I what a great voice, man! I yeah. I really I really love his singing. Like, um, my favorite Doobie Brothers song is "What a Fool Believes." Mm-hmm. So I'm I do lean more on the. Um, That's all right. That's okay. I do lean more on the. Um, Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald's, side, but sure. I, you can't deny. That's yep, yep. That's the staple of any young I mean, guitarist. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that, I mean, like China Grove is one of the funnest riffs to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like yeah. can play it all day. I remember sure. when I figured that out, I was like, I couldn't yeah. stop playing it. Yeah, yeah. And like, and it's I probably figured it out how to play it about forty years ago. 
You and still, still, still have fun it. playing it. I still enjoy playing it. Exactly. One of those things, if I'm trying out a piece of gear, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll run through yep. the China Grove thing. I go. insisted on doing it in a band, even though we didn't have a piano player or a really good harmonies. Yeah. And But I didn't care. I don't care. I just got to play it. Yeah, and I wanted to play that solo. Mm-hmm. I love it. That song has great chord changes. There's a neat, neat key change in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I had figured out that piano run on the guitar that it goes, dun, 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 And because I was singing lead vocals too, it was like a little bit hairy, but I would always like be very proud whenever I got it got all going. You know, I was like, yeah, I did it. Pulled that off. Not too many fuck-ups. That's the fun thing about being in a cover band sometimes is when you play something that you really like mm-hmm. and you feel like you did a good job doing it. It's like a, it's kind of, it's yeah, a really good yeah. thing. Or sometimes when you uh, play a song, you cover a song of the band and you go like, fuck, we sound just like the record. Um, that's a fun experience too. Yeah. Yeah. Little but, magical uh, moments. I yeah. Know the, you, you, well, the, the band I was in, the vocals weren't the best, but boy, when we would do, um, what's a Greg Kin, um, the breakup song? Yeah. Just for some reason, we'd go do the... Nailed just nailed it. And I'm like, I would. I used to love doing that song because I knew we'd nail it. Just the three of us and the harmonies. And I'm like, wow, why can't we sound like that on the other 40 songs we're doing tonight? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, one of those things that's super fun about playing yep. in, playing yep. in a band. Um, so we are we've been talking. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the Doobie Brothers. Go listen to some yes. Doobie Brothers. Yes, Get, smoke some Doobies. And <laughs> although we I'm do not those. contain the use of illegal drugs, no, no, no. So no. make sure you have a prescription. Yeah, make sure you have a subscription. Okay. Subscription. <laughs> My weed shows up every morning, right? <laughs> it's like New York Times, right at the doorstep. Oh boy, uh, but. We're going to talk about new and notable here in a minute, yes. but I wanted to get your opinion on something. I, okay. uh, I, I'm trying to find a way to do something uh, like be, having Eric on here last week. Yeah, was really inspiring, and it kind of like made me think like I want to up our game. Okay. With this. Yes. So number one, I want to get this video is very weak. I know. Like it's a, that's a, like a kind of a, <laughs> we hate it. that's a, that's a, that's a video camera from like, at least, a, like, at least from like 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's really like old technology. Yeah. Maybe not 10 years ago, but it's like really, um, it's not high definition or anything. No, no, sir. It's not. And this, this, all these lights, I mean, I can't, I should show you. So here, oh, wait a minute. Here, here's the lights. <laughs> this is the kind of, oops. Oh, don't break. No, you didn't break. This is like the kind of ice we're like using. <laughs> Chris likes it. He knows the deal. So yeah. I, I, it wouldn't take much. Like the those, uh, you can buy those light sets and everything on Amazon. Like right, right. For they're like not expensive, like at yeah. all. Yeah. Um. In terms of the, the cameras, there's there's totally respectable cameras that you can get that mm-hmm. are like you know will give you a high definition thing. Yeah. You light it good. You have some good cameras. The other thing is. Um, Having multiple views, right? That would so, be cool. And, well, well, there's software that does that. Oh, interesting. and it looks really nice too. Oh, you know. Um, so I want to do that. And the other thing I really want to do, I think that would make this a unique experience for people, is to have each each week like be a live band. 
Yeah. Like, just imagine, I was telling somebody today, I'm like, just imagine if, like, on David Letterman, mm-hmm. this is my, sort of my vision, if David was, like, part of the Paul Schaefer band. Okay. You know, maybe he played yeah. bass, or maybe, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. And so, like, he did everything with a guitar around his neck, or a saxophone, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know what I mean? And, like, the guests would come up, maybe they would just sit on, like, tall stools or something, yeah. you know what I mean? And, uh... And he could, they would occasion, they would, there'd be all kind of musical things happening. You sure. Know, yeah. All throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, so we would still be doing all our topics, everything like that, but there would be a band and maybe we would hit certain kicks when we talked about certain songs. Yes. yes. Um, we would definitely perform some music each week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking about how to, how to put that together. That's not, that can't happen in this room. This room's too small. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I'd have to get rid of a lot of stuff, which I also I need. So I would have <laughs> the other thing I need is I need um, I need an engineer. I would need somebody to run right. stuff because it's already too much to do that. I mean, have you noticed? We haven't no, even used any sound. effects I was going to say today. there hasn't been any sound effects tonight. You know, exactly. So like, what, what, Hello, just play something. Bones play. Magoo. Thank you. Thank you, Bones. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No sound effects. That's our sound effect. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, so there's just, I think we could make this like a lot more fun, a lot more interesting. I think so. Um, I think though. So I just have, so that's the coming down the pike somehow. I don't know how to do it yet. The yeah. guy I want to talk to about it signed off already. I do want to have a conversation with Bill because I know that he's had live bands on his. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I also know that he is. He's got his own radio station and everything like that. Yeah. So that's buildthescene.com, by the way, guys, if you want to mm-hmm, check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I want to get with him and get some information. All right. Um, Food on, for thought. On, on that. I really, because uh, also, too, it would be a gig. I'd have a gig. I would have, I would have <laughs> a guaranteed gig, gig every gig week. Well, the other thing that I think would be really Me to, too. <laughs> the other thing I think that would be really cool is if we did that, we get a drummer. Mm-hmm. I think that we could bring local musicians on to mm-hmm. play with us sure you know like we have katie come in here and we'll do a couple of her mm-hmm. songs there you go i like it like why not yeah you know and uh maybe we uh you know maybe it's just you know i could justify that new bass new to me bass <laughs> you know yeah oh no it's for the podcast <laughs> so I, I i this is something that's kind of just sort of uh Swirling around in my brain, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to make it all happen yet. But I, I, I know a lot of good people, so I'm going to start some conversations and see where we can go with all it. Right, but uh, no, Eric really kind of Eric McKenna like really kind of got me thinking got about this about stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but please check out Eric McKenna, EricMcKenna.com too, and you can see his mm-hmm. podcast, BuildTheScene.com. Uh, check out Wolf's Customs on social Coffee. media. Get that hollow flash. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com is our website. Yes. Um, so let's talk about some music. Yes. Not that music, no, no, but no new and notable music. I know. Yeah. Check this out. This is a band called. Oh, this is an artist artist band, Robledo. So uh, uh, yeah, Robledo's his is his name, yes. but I think it's the name of the band also, like Van Halen. Yes, exactly. And then the guy's name is also the name of a band. Yes. Give this a listen, guys. The video is very cool, too. Mm-hmm.
is it just me or does that guitar look entirely too small? Oh yeah, well it's headless in the first place, and and he seems like a kind of a big dude. I like would not want to run into him. No, <laughs> fucking no. No, back alley somewhere. A lot of times, guys like that are the most meek and gentle. Yeah, they're really <laughs> nice guys. I like the beat, and I like the, these this transitional part right here. You kind of break up the beat, and then they pull it back together here. Yep. Nice chord changes. Good stuff. Yeah. Good. So the guy's name is uh, James Robledo. He is from Santiago, Chile. So, I heard it's really chilly there. It is, yeah. But uh, yeah, they uh, uh, basically he's been active for about three years now. Great stuff. Really, a lot of fun to listen to. Really? Yeah. You think so? I think so. Okay. How about this? Is a band called Lost Hearts. Oh my! Do okay. tell. And so hopefully, we're sharing. Still sharing. The the only thing I hate is they did do this thing at the beginning, this crackling sound. It's oh, on yeah, like, like a million old, bands do it. Yeah. And it's just really fucking annoying. We know that we're not listening to a vinyl album. Yeah, come on, dudes. Do you hate yourself for loving me as much as I love you? Do you hate all of the things I do? Baby, I know you do. Vicious sex appeal. Yeah. That's exactly That's what this has. Time. That's exactly what this That's has. And, and we need fucking more songs that have vicious sex appeal. Right? This is a really fucking hot jam. I've not been able to stop listening to it. I've been playing it over yeah, and over really and good. over and over. I mean, you can't, the second you hear it, hate yourself mm. for loving. I mean, you're immediately singing yeah, along with that. it. Yeah. You know? I don't have it right. 
it looked like he was playing. He looked like he was playing a B minor, but you can't go. Someone can't yeah, be deceptive looking yeah. at people's hands, you know. I keep thinking like I'm hearing keyboards somewhere. It's hard to tell. Mm. But like when they kick that chorus and it's huge. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe there's like a a second guitar maybe doing something on higher notes or something like that, you know? But, uh, you know, it's Les Pauls and Marshalls. (laughs) You know? Can't get wrong with that. It's like, you know, I mean, come on. (laughs) That is, that's about as rock and roll. Can't go wrong with that. That's about as rock and fucking roll as it gets. Um, But I started a whole, um, uh, playlist on YouTube mm-hmm. with bands just as I he just as I come across them. Yeah. And I'm trying to pick stuff that's like super current and mm-hmm. not stuff that's um you know like two ten, years ten two, years old. Or two yeah, years exactly. old. Yeah, or yeah. stuff that maybe it's just new to me. Um but like like Wolf Mother has a new song out mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. absolutely Freaking killer! Um, there's Toledo by Chet Vincent. Sure. That's a really yeah. that's the well that was yours. That was yours. Yep. Um, we talked about the corrosion of conformity. Um, Richie Coatson and Adrian Smith have a project together. Oh, that is real. It's yeah, Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking good. Like, and I I think they maybe have done two albums. Um, really, just like dynamite stuff you know and of course we all know extreme sure is sure. putting out is putting out albums um so. uh wolfgang van halen we, we yeah featured. we talked about yeah, wolfie yeah. yeah um yeah so i keep i keep as they come tuck smith and the restless hearts this is a band that i discovered last night mm. this is i believe live it's not this is a okay. different no, this is not the band this is a different band but yeah check these guys out for a second Whoops, let me try it again. Help me find it, Mr. Pittsburgh. Who are you looking for? I want to do a screen share, but I'm not finding my screen. Rickenbacker Bay. Yeah. Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. of a misspent youth. <laughs> Very cool. That's uh, 
that warms the cockles of my heart. That's my alley. I am here to tell you. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a lot of great uh, music out there. So I'm gonna like try to keep you guys make that a little bit bigger part of things here moving forward too. Um, Well, yeah, love to share new music with you guys. All right, real quick, let's just let's run these down. Sure. See if anything cool happened. If it's like something you don't want to talk about or or bullshit, just just skip on down. I could really care less about what Rihanna did last week. Rihanna, I understand. All right. And uh, up we go. Up, bring it, bring it on up. Come on now. Take it on up. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. 1962, B Bumble and the Stingers. Well, now there's a, there's name a band you. name. There you go. They had a. They oh, were number Lord. one with the song Nut Rocker. Well, there's a song for you. It was an instrumental. Oh, the reason sorry. I'm sharing this is because, like, not because because this is kind of interesting. It was a. It was a instrumental based on Tchaikovsky's Nut. Cracker sweet. Nuts cracker. Nuts scratcher. Nuts scratcher. Nuts scratcher. Oh lord. <laughs> Nutcracker sweet. So kind of cool, huh? They're yeah, like, you know, there like you, you know, go. All it's right. the kind of thing that would be popular in the sixties. Yeah, I right. can hear. I can see that. Sure. On this day, nineteen sixty-three, the Beatles appeared live on the national BBC TV. BBC. I'm sorry. Now listen, it's BBC TV. Baby, baby, BBC. Children's program. <laughs> Pops and Lenny. A television theater, <laughs> Shepherd's Bush Green. What is with these names in England? There, exactly. Shepherd's Bush. In front of a live audience. The Beatles performed From Me to You and a shortened version of Please, Please Me. I hope they didn't show their Shepherd's Bush to a bunch of children. <laughs> Agree. I, my God. <laughs> that, that, would, that would have been the, yeah. Uh, my Guy was a big hit today. This was a, written by Smokey Robinson, uh, recorded by uh, uh, Mary Wells Mary in 1964. Wells. It was a big hit Mary right now, I mean, on nice. this day. On this day, 1965, driving away from a gig at the Civic Hall, Long Beach, California, the limo taking the Rolling Stones back to their hotel was besieged by fans who caved in the roof by standing on it. Damn American fans. The band attempted to hold the roof up while their chauffeur drove off with bodies falling onto the road. That's rock and roll right there. That's his rock and roll. That didn't happen today. Exactly. Uh, on this day in 66, uh, the classic album Pet Sounds was widely ranked as one of the most influential records ever released and has been ranked number one in several music magazines. Lists of greatest albums of all time, including the new uh, Musical Express, the Times, Mojo Magazine, in 03, it was ranked number two in the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Sgt. Peppers, of course, came first. But go. it was released on this day in 1966. Well, ain't that shit. Ain't that some shit. Oh, here we go. On this day in 19... This is funny. I read all these people. This on is this day funny. on 1969, dude. We're a little slow tonight. Pete Townsend spent the night in a U.S. jail for assaulting a man during the Who gig at the Fillmore East, of course. What Townsend didn't know was the man who jumped onto stage was a plainclothes policeman trying to warn the audience that a fire had broken out. Hmm. The Who guitarist was later fined a $30 fine for the offense. How offensive. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I wanted to do, and I didn't know I could do that. Wow, I love when that happens. Like that? Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That's fantastic. I'll fuck you up. Oh man! 
it was uh, <laughs> he's like he punches his Dexas didn't turn that it's a cop yeah it's a cop I'm like oh fuck and here the guy was trying to tell everybody it was a fire yeah that's nice I mean Townsend had to go oh, like my. oh fuck <laughs> I'm an idiot <laughs> what are you gonna do it's rock and roll yep. uh um wow the England World Cup squad were at number one the, the, oh that's the name of a band uh, the oh, World I Cup squad like, who cares about that that sounds like the jockstrap club <laughs> <laughs> World okay. Cup squad. It sounds like the Jack. World it sounds to me like the uh, the cups. The, yeah, the uh, the jock straps. Yes, exactly. On this day, 1970, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young went to number one on the U.S. album chart with Daji Vu. The album figured three. The album featured three top 40 singles: "Teach Your Children," "Our House," and "Woodstock." In 2003, the album was ranked number 148 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. It's a great riff. That's uh, written by Joni Mitchell, uh, mm-hmm. Woodstock. It's a great she didn't get to go to Woodstock, but she wrote a song about it. There you go. You know, we talked about that before. Like Sometimes, like, the coolest art... Is because the person's like imagining it, right? You know what I mean? Right, not, right. They don't really experience it. Um, Brian May, oh no, uh, collapsed oh, no. on stage uh, uh, in a U, uh, during a U.S. tour. Was flown back to England because he had hepatitis on this oh, day in 1974. Geez, well, See, guys, it's not all drugs. Well, That's he probably right. got the hepatitis I, from some, I don't think from so. yeah, from a groupie. He seems like a sensible fella. On this Isn't day, he an astrophysicist. Or he something? is. He's an astrophysicist. He ain't no dummy, Kay. On this day, 1976, Patti Smith made her UK debut at the Roundhouse, London. The American singer, songwriter, poet, and visual artist became a highly influential component of the New York City punk rock movement with her 1975 debut album, Horses. Have you heard a song by her called Heroin? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I do remember... Patty Smith. Maybe it's not called heroin. Dancing Barefoot. That's the one I was thinking. Okay. Not, not heroin. Heroin's a song by um. What are they called? Uh, the, 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 the Lou Reed. Lou uh, Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Lou Reed. It's a kind of a cool song. I've heard it in a while. Is it gonna play? Oh, I did one of these. I have this. It's a kind of a weird haunting song, you know, yes, crazy lyrics. It's a cool song. Uh, okay, let's get back to this day in music. Mm-hmm. Your turn. 77, uh, London Evening Standard reported that Led Zeppelin singer uh, Robert Plant had been arrested. Oh, <gasps> no. At the Atlanta airport for being drunk 
and pulling a knife. Well, you know. Since Plant was at his home in Wales at the time of the incident, <laughs> the person arrested was a man impersonating Plant, oh. and the British paper ran an apology the following Right then, sorry night. about that then. On this day, 1981, former former New Christie Minstrel... Jeez, that's a, that's a good one. Former New Christie Minstrel... Christie Minstrels. Member with Kenny Rogers, Kim Carnes started a nine-week run at number one on the U.S. single chart with Betty Davis' Eyes. The singer's only number one and number ten hit in the U.K. Um, that song was uh, inescapable oh, in 1981. Gosh, yes. It was all over the radio. You couldn't get away from it. Ozzy Osbourne was arrested in Memphis uh, oh, on this day in 1984 God. for staggering down, for staggering drunk down Beale Street. Now, wait yeah. a minute. See, I call shenanigans because uh-huh. probably a lot of people who struck, uh, who <laughs> who stagger down drunk, right? Uh, stra- stagger drunk down Beale Street. Why are they picking on Ozzy? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. He was released from jail after five hours after drying out. There was no court appearance or anything like that. It was the Bark at the Moon tour. Ozzy should have been like, that, that wasn't me. I was home in England. <laughs> it was somebody impersonating me. On this day, 1987, U2 started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with With or Without You, the group's first U.S. number one. Third track from their 1987 album, The Joshua Tree, the song was the group's most successful single at the time. That's a song where you've got to play it at the right tempo. I don't know that song, so I was playing Sunday, Bloody Sunday instead. Yeah, that could because I, we played it in a band, and if we were off and the drummer started off too slow, it was ponderous. It went on forever. <laughs> If you played it too fast, it didn't sound right. So we're like, dude, you got to play the tempo just right or it's, well, what are you going to do? Um, I just have to say this because I don't know what this is. Yeah. But Carter, the yeah. Unstoppable Sex Machine, sure. scored their oh first God. and only UK number one album with 1992's uh, The Love I Album. Love English album. Uh, indie rock band formed in 1988 with singer Jim Jim Bob Morrison mm-hmm. and, guitar- and guitarist Les... Fruit Bat Carter. Wow. wow. So I'm gonna have to pull up Carter yeah. and the uh, Carter the Unstoppable, Unstoppable Sex, Sex Machine. Machine. I'm gonna have to hear yeah. what Carter the Unsex Unstoppable Sex right, Machine. Let's, go. let's give it a shot okay. here. Carter the Unstoppable. There it is. Okay. Let's see what we got going on here. Well, they look interesting. Wait, that's something. Oh, is that not that Unstoppable? Well, Isn't it Sex Machine? Yeah. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, that's better. Well, there's a whole playlist, but we oh won't do, try to do them let's all. Let's see. Uh huh. Well, that's interesting. It's that kind of a punk band. Yeah. They shortened the name to Carter USM. Oh, come on. Be, be lean on, lean on. This song is called Blood Sport for All. And they have songs anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Lean on me, I won't fall over. There you go. That's nice. Uh, share a fat man. Yeah, well, they mostly are, yeah. <laughs> Do re me so far so good. I like that. 
Okay, and the rest are not that. But um, yeah, so I would, uh, you know, come on, if you if you're feeling adventurous, try it a little Carter, the Unstoppable Mm -hmm, Sex Machine. mm Oh, no, no. no. Uh, the Rolling Stones there on this day in 1988, guitarist Keith Richards fell while reaching for a book of nude art in his Connecticut home. Uh, the fall broke his oh ribs, causing God. the Stones to postpone many dates on their bridges to Babylon tour. There's a lot of falling with Keith Richards. I mean, we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where he fell out of the tree. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Let's don't just about talk that. about this guy right here. Okay. This day, 2009, Bob Dylan went to number one on the U.S. album charts with Together Through Life, his 33rd studio album. The album received two Grammy Award nominations in Best American Album category and Best Solo Rock Vocal Performance category for Beyond Here Lies Nothing. The album is also significant as the only album by Dylan to top the U.S. and... UK charts consecutively. I do not remember Bob Dylan having a number one album in 2009. No. That seems very crazy that, that in the 21st century, the guy who was like like a prophet from the 1960s 60s, has yeah. a number one album right? in 2009. That just wow. sounds crazy. Uh, Ronnie James, 2010, Ronnie James Dio singer with Elf, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, and his own band Dio died after a six-month battle with stomach cancer. He was 67 mm-hmm. years old. Dio's career began in 57 with the Vegas Kings, mm-hmm. uh, which later changed to Ronnie and the Rumblers and Ronnie and the Red Caps, and in 61, Ronnie Dio and the Prophets. 67, D on the Profits, guitarist Nick Pantis formed the Electric Elves, shortened the name to Elf. The band's success eventually landed them an opening spot for Deep Purple, which exposed Dio to the voice of Deep Purple's guitarist, Richie Blackmore. And the rest of the say is history. Uh, one history. of the things that the, they, they it's funny about the band, the Electric Elves, and the reason why they call themselves Electric Elves is like, mm-hmm. like none of them topped out over like maybe five foot, three yeah right they were all short right it's funny ronnie was a little guy um (laughs) so uh we're gonna just say that for that for now that's that's good you know how about some happy birthdays happy birthday happy birthday oh my god oh my god here we go happy birthday to this one this is from the candelabra (laughs) liberace liberate liberace american pianist singer and tv presenter i love that yeah, happy birthday, Liberace. I remember him having like I remember him showing up on like variety shows in the right? 70s on TV. Oh, hello what a, everyone. What a fucking character, dude. Hello. Also, he made Elvis look dressed down because he oh always had Elvis sequence. Oh my god. I mean like that guy was he was a fucking character. Mhm. 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 Oh my Behind the cam- candelabra, yes, um, and I believe, oh, yeah, Michael oh Douglas my. plays liberal. I, you know what? I got to put that on my list. Oh, and Matt, I have Matt Damon, to see that. yes, that was. Re- I saw it. It was really good. I have to see it, man. Because like Matt cause, Damon, because um, <laughs> Liberace was like a huge part of my like childhood. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we all would giggle and everything. You know, I would like to know like if he was a serious musician or not. Purvis Jackson, yes, sir. From the Detroit Spinners, Billy Cobham, a amazing uh, jazz drummer, worked with the Mahavishnu Orchestra. James Brown, Santana, Happy Birthday, Robert Fripp. Speaking of amazing mm-hmm, musicians, Robert mm-hmm. Fripp, uh, the oh my God, this is a guitarist who is very whose style and sound is very hard to duplicate. He's really kind of in a class of his own. 
Um, but right from King Crimson, happy birthday, Robert. Have, have you Fritt. seen him and his wife do the videos? I caught it. Yeah, I, they oh, started doing them during the pandemic. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, it's very, very entertaining. Yeah, they're, fu- they're because you got his great guitar playing and her boobs. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's all I got to yeah, say. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Daryl Sweet from Nazareth was born this day, 1947. Wow. Barbara Lee from the the Chiffons. Mm-hmm. He's, He's so, so fine, fine. Which which got uh, they got. Um, they ended up suing um, George Harrison, George Harry Georgeson, yeah, Harry Georgeson, uh, alto Reed. How convenient to play the alto sax. Whoa, member of the longtime member of the Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Worth the Grand Funk Railroad, Little Feet, Otis Rush, uh, Spencer, Spencer Davis, the Blues mm-hmm, Brothers, Adventures. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he he worked with everybody. Like everybody. Uh, John Richmond. Guitarist and vocalist from the rock band The Modern Lovers. Mm. Richard Page, lead singer, basis for American pop band Mr. Mr. What a clever little thing, huh? MR and then the word Mr. Spell. Oh, I get it, huh? Huh? So funny. Hazel O'Connor, yes. Oh, sure. Singer, songwriter, actress, Hazel O'Connor. Oh, yes. Andrew Innes from the Scottish band Primal Scream. Mm-hmm. Boyd Tinsley, violinist, mandolist, mandolinist, played with the Dave Matthews Band. I knew about Chris Novoselic from there Nirvana. Hey, Chris, happy birthday. Oh, wow. Mm, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. I Janet nasty. Jackson. Yes, Miss Jackson. Happy yes, birthday, yes. Man Jackson, 1966. Uh, Ray Travisant, uh, R&B singer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Simon Katz, English songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, uh, worked with the band Jamiroquai. Oh, there you go. Uh, Will White from the English electronic duo, the Propeller oh, Heads. Propeller, excuse me, Propeller Will Heads. Will White. And um, that is where we're going to uh, yeah, sort of like leave it, yeah, I think, from, from, for there. So. That's right. That's right. Happy birthday to all those mofos. Those people are terrible. Same one. No, I'm just kidding. You know. <laughs> So speaking of the highway to hell, we want to give a shout out to Wolf's Satan? Customs one last time. No, Find them on social media. Get that hollow flash on yes. your musical instrument. Um, rockrageradio.com. Download the free app so you can hear great music programming 2,000 hours a day if you choose. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, and it's free. And it's, and yeah. Where else I mean, are you going to get 2,000 hours for free? 2,000 what? Hours. You said hours. Hours. I'm from Pace Bergen at... You literally said 2,000 hours. What do you do? 2,000 hours while you drink your RMC. What's that all about? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I know you didn't. Oh, you did. Uh, okay. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Go to the website and check out all the fun stuff there, including uh, our back archives, uh, interviews. I am also studying on how we might after working with Eric last week, how we might do more. Yeah, we need to do with, that. With, with, with do people like shit. that. So, Yes. But you can find out, find all that cool stuff there and uh, our YouTube archive, uh, Access to our Inner Circle group where we post funny memes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's something we definitely do. So, All right, guys. Uh, thank uh, Chris Thunderwolf for uh, hanging Thanks, out as Chris. well. It's good seeing you, buddy. Uh, Bill Damiano with Build the Scene. He was in here a little bit early. He had to sure, go probably sure. to do his own work. Uh, last week was hilarious when he fell asleep. That was awesome. That was great. That was great. Bill, Bill made the podcast by falling asleep. Awesome. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out, and we'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya.